Hello, Tacoma Park. You are listening to W-O-W-D-L-P, Tacoma Park. It's your girl, Bria, on the mic. You are listening to Hype, and we are joined in via phone by Josh K. Oh, hello. There we go. Hello, hello. There we go. What's poppin', Josh? There we go. What's poppin'? What's up, Bria? Uh, What's up, good people at Tacoma Park? been a long, long, long week, long seven days. Who are you telling? This definitely has been a long seven days. Uh, just jumping into it, really. Oh, sorry, y'all. Just don't mind me. All right, so just jumping into it. Yeah, it's been a long seven days because a week ago Monday, that is when George Floyd was brutally killed by the police and since then, the whole country, the entire world has erupted in protest, fighting for a change, mainly police reform. Um, Josh, have you been keeping up with what's been going on with that? Um, I've definitely been keeping up with what's been going on, uh, especially living so close to a major city. You, you, you're so close to, to it. And what's striking me the most is uh, just that and, and you know, this happened in, in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, this is basically the first time that, you know, basically every major city is outraged and is, you know, out there, boots on the ground, protesting. Um, it's, it's, the, it's a much more diverse crowd, you know, in these protests than in times past. Um, so I just feel like this, it's... It's uh, it's turned into something that everybody's you know kind of tired of, or or most people are really 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 tired of. Yes. You know, it's not just us. You know, mm-hmm. our own problem. Yeah. So as now, for those of you who don't know Tacoma, um, Josh is a young black man. So Josh, I want to ask you, how do you, I don't know if I asked you this last week because we did talk about this last week, so I'm just like, um, but how does this make you feel? Like how does this now that it's a week later, how are you feeling about this situation now? Has any, excuse me, has anything changed for you or what? Are you having um, some revelation? The the rage has subsided. You know, that's, that's kind of, that's pretty accurate. Um, the rage has subsided a lot. Um, you know, it's like we talked about last week, like this is one that, you know, like, you know, in the past, you know, it's, it's kind of, you almost get numb to things. And this is one that you really, it's, it's, you really can't be numb to this. And, um, I feel like, you know, between this and last week, especially with exactly what I was just talking about, you know, with the, uh, protesters being, you know, this diverse crowd, you got, a you know, a bunch of, you know, white people or whoever it is on the front line, um, those type of things kind of changed my emotions towards it this week. Um, I still know, you know, it is what it is, but I also know that, you know, that's, that's, that entices hope. That's good. That's good that you feel that way as far as the hope thing. Cause I know last week I was definitely having a conversation with somebody and honestly, I was only because of, the situation, the fact that it was captured on camera and nothing had happened at that point. Oh, update to that. All three, or not three, well, the three remaining officers who were not charged initially have been charged. They are being charged with, um, what is it, 
abating accessory abating it yeah 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 abating in second degree murder um prior to that being said the charges brought against the initial officer the one who did do the deed he was being charged with i believe it was third degree murder which wasn't it was at first it didn't really hold any weight though many people were outraged at the fact that third degree isn't recognized in many states as a charge anyway so the fact that he was being charged with something that um because i guess the language for third degree murder is it was not intended but it was an accident almost like not manslaughter but you know it was the intention going into it wasn't that that was the intended outcome even though you know we see in the video he george ford is like pleading that he can't bleed and stuff like that and the officer does not let up um so, yeah, since then, there have been protests all over, even ones here in our backyard, Tacoma. Um, I don't know if you uh, – yeah, you know what? Let's, let's kind of like – Actually, I was driving down the street literally not too far from uh, this, the station, and there were a bunch of uh, people just outside with signs. And this is really before the protest is erupted. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, I don't want to have that take up too much of our time. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying, like that – yeah, Small let's story. just go ahead and get into it. I mean, we'll come back to it. We'll revisit some things about the protest. Um, but let's get into our first topic. Josh, you want to take it away with that? Yeah, so uh, I I came across this, uh, actually just scrolling on Twitter. I've actually been avoiding all my social medias recently. Um, but one of the main things that I, one of the things that, that struck me was the the protest, the, you know, one of the, how the protesters, would uh, all in unison get down, you know, on their on their stomachs and you know hands behind their back and you know chanting I "Can't breathe" for that eight minutes and forty five seconds or eight or nine minutes, you know, and um, the, even even more so. So what I wanted to kind of talk about is you know Viacom uh, and that's a, a you know telecommunications company. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the some of the uh, company that it's affiliated with or the web or the channel that it's affiliated with are Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, um, VH1, BET, MTV, um, a lot of things. But th- throughout all of their networks, they ran um, a bunch of these nine-minute videos of supporting justice for George Floyd. And these nine-minute videos, it was a black screen, and it would, it, you, you know, you would see the, you know, Justice for George Floyd. You would see the Black Lives Matter, um, but the the audio in the that for like four nine minutes was just breathing, and you know it's a it's a pretty powerful video. Um, and what I wanted to kind of get into is you know that's one of the to a bunch of things today than they did you know ten fifteen twenty thirty whatever years ago. How how do you feel about? this uh, being communicated to, to kids in the way it is? And, you know, how much should kids be aware of? Um, you know, that is, I, I don't even know, like, I don't want to say nice to know because I feel like that's kind of a, you know, a little, oh, kudos for doing the right thing sort of thing, if I say yeah, that. Yeah, I know what but, you're No, honestly, good on Nickelodeon, good on Viacom for taking the initiative because that's the thing we're seeing now with a lot of companies more than we've ever seen before, they're finally having a stance on these situations. So, I mean, 
Now, whether or not people agree with that or not, I just think that speaks volumes. The fact that they are paying attention and that kind of puts a kind of human kind of essence to it. That it's not all just, you know, a transactional sort of thing. It's just a company out to get our money sort of thing. But um, the fact that they did that on Nickelodeon and I'm trying to think of the time when I was watching Nickelodeon. I was maybe like this was elementary school. Up until uh, yeah, early high like school, I'm not gonna nine. lie. Oh, I've been, yeah, because yeah, we got SpongeBob on there. Was with me for for a good amount of my years. Yeah, so I think that is a really I don't want to say groundbreaking, but kind of groundbreaking that they are exposing children to that. Because now I'm wondering. So I don't know if you've been seeing any of the videos or not. There are kids actually out there at the protest, and now whether or not their parents explain to them what is really going, like what is going on, and why they are out right. there is one thing. But then what about for the parents who either don't take their kids to the protest or they're not into protesting stuff like that? How is it that they are communicating the state of? our world right now because this is a worldwide thing this is going global and so i think by nickelodeon doing that if they haven't had the conversation yet they're definitely going to be having the conversation because now their kids are going to be like well what are they talking about why is it that my show was off for nine minutes eight minutes and 46 seconds to be exact because that was the amount of time that george floyd went without air and I so, imagine all the kids. I imagine all the kids that are yelling at their, or you know, screaming to their parents, "I want my show back," or some stuff like that. Right, and now they have to address it. Now I don't know, but I mean, they don't have to. But now it's out there. Be like, what is going on? Yeah, what exactly. are they talking about with these words across the screen? If they can read it, and then now their parents are actually going to have to sit them down and have the conversation. If they are not black people, if they are not a black family, of course, it's going to be a little different conversation. But, um. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. I don't know if you actually experienced this, if your parents had the talk with you, not, you know, the talk about the birds and the bees, but the talk as a black person in America and what happens when you're approached by a cop, when you have an interaction with the cop and how you're supposed to go about that. So that's, I just think that that is kind of, I'm speechless at it, honestly, because when, what other point in time have you seen this happen? When else has a company taken upon themselves to actually use their platform like this? Uh, I mean, besides the fact that everybody was, you know, thrown into the whole COVID pandemic and everybody was so grateful for all the essential workers and stuff like that, and they put that out there. But now it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. This is a different kind yeah, of feeling. I actually, I actually like that pressure that they put in on, on people. I think that, you know, kid, certain things kids should be in tune with, certain things kids shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? So they, they'll learn when they're older. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like this, stuff that that can affect you at a, at that age, if it can affect you at that age, you should be aware of it. And right. you, things like, you know, Fernando Castle, you know, rest in peace, you know, he his daughter was in the car. Yeah. And, you know, that's it could be, you know, your best friend, your your friend going to school, and that happens to them. So this could this could definitely affect you know certain you know ages or you know, you know whatever. So I definitely think that pressure is good. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's things that kids shouldn't you know be into, but I feel like that's a good rule of thumb. If if it's going to affect them at that age, mm-hmm. you know, you should educate them on it. For sure, especially because there have been children who have been lost to this 
senseless act of police exactly. brutality. And so right, you know. they should, I mean, children should be aware of it. Now, of course, you know, proceed with caution, go about it the right way when talking to them about it. But I mean, this is a reality for some people that they have to face for some kids that they have to face this risk. So, you know what? Kudos to Viacom for doing all of that. Um, you know, I knew I knew I liked Nickelodeon for a reason. No, let me stop. Most um, definitely. Not just because of SpongeBob. Um, so moving. Not just because of SpongeBob and Fresh Prince, but yeah. <laughs> so moving on. Speak of the protests. So right here in our very own backyard, there have been many protests um, going on for a couple of days. I believe protests in D.C. have been going on for I want to say about six days. Um, and Monday was a very pivotal point in said protest. I mean, besides the fact that, and you know what, I'm going to say Monday only because if you're saying, no, what about the riots? Like, that was a pivotal thing. That wasn't a part of the protest. Riots are not that protests, is. and protests are not riots. That's one thing I want to get out here. That is my belief. That's how I feel. And you know what, honestly, that's that's a fact. That is honestly that's a fact. A, I, I feel like that's a fact. I feel like on Hype Radio we can stamp things as facts, and that's a fact. <laughs> that is definitely a fact, only because people <laughs> who go out there under the guise of protesting what Black Lives Matter is standing behind uh, just to go out there and cause destruction and vandalism are not part of the movement. And a lot exactly. of people are kind of like misconstruing that that oh yes black lives matter i mean for the longest time black lives matter has had such a terrible rep with some people they're like oh all they do they're violent they just want to go out there and mess stuff up and you know what i'm gonna say it the buck stops here no let me stop i've always wanted to say that um no but seriously i think we need to put it out there we need to set the record straight that the protests are not out there with the intention the protesters are not going out there with the intention of being violent or starting riots. Though those are two separate entities and that just needs to be said. They are out there to peacefully protest and they are out there demanding change, demanding action from our government officials, from our president. And that they stand for that through and through. They are very good at um self policing. They will call out anybody who try and step out of line with that. I'm serious, y'all. They do not play about that. Only because they don't want it to turn into they don't want to burn the city. They don't want to see the city burn. They want to see change. And so they understand right. that with that, it you know, you got to chant a few times, you know, got to stand out there a couple of hours and stuff like that. But they know that they know that violence is not the answer. So the protesters and riots are two separate things. Now that we got that out there, <laughs> please tell me why that on Monday, why peaceful protesters were shot at with tear gas, rubber bullets, and flashbangs. So I don't know if you guys seen the little video the White House put out about the president walking from uh, the White House over to St. John's, which is the church that got burned, unfortunately. Um, somebody started a fire in it this past, and within the last week. I'm not sure if it was over the weekend or um, when it was, the end of the week, but it was lost Part of it was damaged during some riots that broke out unrelated to the protests. And so the president decided to use it as a backdrop for a photo op. Let's just call it what it is. It was a photo op. Um, exactly. But because of the protesters, peaceful protesters, might I add, standing outside of the White House, um, I'm guessing it posed for a security risk. So 
one of his administration called for disbursement of said protesters. And so with that came all the tear gas, the flashbangs, rubber bullets to disperse the crowd in a peaceful crowd. Nobody was doing anything to cause harm to the president. And I'm saying that they have planned it or were going to, and I understand that that's the president and all precautions must be made. But how do you feel about that, that they use those type of things, pretty much things to control, use this crowd control when the crowd is unruly to get rid of and disperse a crowd of peaceful protesters? I think it's a it's a, a abusive. I mean, he's just adding on to to um, you know the the he's adding fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. And I think he knew what he was doing because he's just abusing his power, and that's that's my opinion. I feel like he's abusing his power, you know, commander in chief and all of that. Like, I don't think that that is that was needed. I I personally don't even think the crowd really even needed to disperse. Mm. You know, I feel like this is you need to you need to have an understanding of the situation, and you know, there isn't there. You know, he I guess he just doesn't have one. But yeah, I just you know, it just seemed like a, a spoiled little kid, you know, getting his way or something like that. I don't I don't I don't really know how to describe it, but that's kind of the way it kind of rubbed me. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely hearing about that and knowing that in a crowd of peaceful protesters that even they are still at risk for being harmed for exercising their right because they do have the right you know? to assemble peacefully. Main focus on peacefully. See, and that's the thing. Some people like to say, well, you know, they're probably going to start riots. Oh, and by the way, somebody came out and made a statement that there were baseball bats hidden around the area or something to start riots. So that was a report put out by somebody on his staff. And so now it's like, well, why is it that you got that information, but nobody else was talking about that? Where did that come from? Who was your source for that? And is it accurate? Is it legitimate? Can it be trusted sort of thing? So now it's, are they, where, what are they doing to justify it? Are they trying to come back behind it and say, well, we knew about X, Y, and Z, so that's why we reacted the way we did? Because I never came out initially. Um, but I think either way, in that moment, it was and peaceful, and I think that's, that that was totally uncalled for. Yeah, 100%. And also, that stuff is all like, um, it's it's a lot of if playing the if game, you know. Like you don't know that this crowd is gonna start the riot, start a riot. You don't. They don't seem hostile or whatever. Or there's no reason for that. You can't justify that. Right. I think until so, only because it's like unarmed citizens versus police in riot gear. They had helmets, pads, and stuff. All the gear, the whole nine, and shields, and they're out facing people with cardboard signs. Like, that's it. Cardboard signs and sunglasses and their masks because, you know, it is now mandatory to wear masks out in public for some areas to make sure y'all are abiding by local guidelines. Um, But, yeah, they had nothing to... They weren't there to cause anybody harm. And so the fact that it's the police decked out in all this gear versus regular schmegular people in their T-shirts and shorts because it was hot and I don't know what outside... Does that make sense? Does that ever look right? If this was another country, you know? how would we react as people of America, knowing that we 
have the right to assemble, the right for free speech, how would we react to that? We would be outraged. But the fact that there aren't more people upset about this is kind of disappointing almost. Is it because of what they're fighting for, what they were out there for, that most people, not most people, but some want to be silent? Any other day they're screaming, oh, it's my right, I have the right to free speech to say whatever I want to say. But now when somebody's out there fighting for a change and they got hit with this, like, tear gas and stuff, now they're silent? I don't understand. I really don't. Sorry. But... Um, yeah, so that was a little intense, but we're going to slide to a quick break real quick. And when we come back, we are going to have a very special guest for you guys. Um, so if you didn't know, June is Black Music History Month. So, of course, you know, Hype, we're here to infotain you or provide you with infotainment, information while entertaining you. Lord, I cannot speak tonight. Um, so when we come back, we're going to have a special guest give us some history on some black music. Uh, right, we're going to take a quick break with Bold as Love by Jimi Hendrix. Anger, he smiles, towering, shining metallic. All right, and that was Bold as Love by Jimi Hendrix. I'm just trying to get our special guest on the line, so give me just a second. But Tacoma, I really want to know how you guys definitely feel about the current situation and what's going on. So definitely, please feel free to hit us up on our socials. You can contact us at um, on Instagram at Hype Radio Show FM, on Twitter at Hype Radio Show FM, and find us on Facebook at Hype Radio Show. Let me know what are your thoughts on how this Black Lives Matter is going global. And also let me know if you guys have kids. How are you guys telling them about the situation and the current state of our world? How are you explaining it to them? Have they been asking about it? Share your experience about that. And I'm going to bring Josh in real quick. Let's see, let's see. Go ahead, Joshua. Hello. Hello. Voila. Do we have our guest? What's up, Jacoma? I'm back. Do you have our guest with yes, you? Yes, uh, Ash. Hello. All uh, right, Tacoma. Okay, so actually this is not her first time here, but our special guest tonight is going to be my sister, Ashley, who is actually studying music at... Oh, gosh, I forgot. At Belmont University. Belmont. I'm so sorry. Whoa. I space, I space. Because I was just so excited because you ha- we have you back. Welcome back, Ashley, to Hype. Um, you know, give us a little rundown about yourself and then go ahead and jump into our Black music history lesson you have prepared for us. Okay. Well, uh, my name's Ashley, as has been said many times. Uh, I actually study music <laughs> business at um, Belmont University in Nashville. So, um yeah, this is pretty cool because music is basically all I really do most of the time. So, um, yeah, and it's, you know, some, especially in music today, what black people have contributed to many genres gets distorted by, um, like, people's stereotypical, you know, like, hip-hop, rap, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's just nice to be able to, talk about you know what we've actually done and contributed to music 
All right. And what is our first contribution you are going to be sharing with us this month? Okay. So um, basically I'm going to talk about rock, which is like one of my all-time favorite genres. I actually played the guitar. I probably shouldn't mention that. But I played <laughs> the guitar and um, I though like most of my inspirations are like John Mayer and um, like the 1975, which are okay. fight artists. But um Actually, rock is has origins from um, African American music. It's when it first started. It was a mixture of jazz, blues, gospel, all those different things fused together to make this like really rebellious sound. So, some of the people that contributed to the early um, start of rock and roll are uh, Fat Domino, um, Chuck Berry. Uh, he had his iconic song, Johnny Be Good, which is, like, the one of the greatest songs ever. Um, and Little Richard, who I believe he um, was captured recently. Um, but they contributed to rock and roll before Elvis and uh, all those other white artists. And then, of course, we have Jimi Hendrix, who um, you just heard Born as Love by him, which is one of my favorite songs. I actually discovered that song from um, John Mayer. He actually did a cover of it. and um, But it's, it's just a great song. But, um, yeah, Jimi Hendrix, Rolling Stone actually names Jimi Hendrix as the greatest guitarist of all time, which I completely agree with. He just, his style was just something that no one had ever seen before. And when we talk about, like, good guitar playing, it's one thing to just play chords, but whenever someone can make their guitar like sing and speak, that's like that's legendary level. So that's basically what Jimi Hendrix did before anybody else. And um, he had a, probably everyone knows his iconic um, Star Spangled Banner performance at Woodstock in the '60s, I believe. Isn't that um, the only non-singing version or non-singing one of the best national anthems on the list? Oh, the best national anthem? Yeah, of like the top performances. Isn't his the only one that's without singing, just without, purely yeah. instrumental? Yeah, I believe so. It's and like, yeah, it's like wow. the, it's, yeah, it's a great, just a great rendition of it. And because of the time period that he did it, that he performed it and just made it so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Jimi Hendrix's career was actually cut short. He died very early in his career, so that's why, um, you know, he's not, he doesn't have, like, all the hits like everybody else. But regardless, he still, like, the made, like, paved the way for guitarists um, of all races. So um, that's pretty cool. And I, I look to him as inspiration. But the one I, I really want to focus on is um, Sister Rosetta Sark, who um, I'm I'm pretty sure most people have heard of by now because of, like, the past year she's gotten a lot more attention. But she is actually um, credited as, NPR credits her as the godmother of rock and roll. So she was like, if we talk about someone that, like, started rock and roll, basically it. So, um, Sister Rosetta Tharp, African-American woman, born in 1915, self-taught guitarist at a very young age. She started playing guitar when she was four, which is, like, crazy. 
Um, but and so she started by playing gospel music with her mother, and um, they would travel and play in churches. But over time, she started to develop her own sound, which was a mix of gospel, jazz, and blues. And um, it eventually became rock and roll. So at the time when she was playing, it wasn't uh, a big thing for women to be guitar players. Usually, like, only white males play guitar. So she was definitely breaking barriers being a African-American female like rocking on guitar, guitar like she's not just playing like chords she was literally like going at it mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen there's a video that went um viral last year it was actually the first time i heard of her because i had i didn't hear of her until about a year or, or so ago um, is it the she, black and white video of her yeah i don't know she, where she's at but i know exactly which video you're talking about of her playing guitar and jumping around in a dress yeah. mind you yeah, so, yeah, that was pretty cool. So that was, um, she performed the song, didn't it? She performed um, a few songs, but the one um, that the video was in the video was Didn't It Rain. Um, it's like a gospel rock song. And so the video is from 1964 when she, she had started touring in Europe later in her um, career. And the video is from when she performed in Man- at, on a train platform in Manchester, England. So I didn't hear of her until I saw this video. And I was like, my mind exploded because um, just being an, a guitarist now, I had never seen, really seen somebody play the guitar that looked like me. Mm-hmm. Like play the guitar the way I liked it. So um, just seeing that, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I, I read about her, and I found out she was literally the godmother of rock and roll. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Like, this is this is how I know this is the genre I need to be in. Like, a literal black woman, like, created this genre that I love. And it just it just made me, like, so happy. So, but, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. I know I'm just ranting, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I love... This is very educational. On Hype, this is all what we're about. We are all about providing infotainment, information while entertaining. Uh, but real quick, I want to ask you, Ashley, only because I can just hear your passion for this, and you noted before you started, at the top of when you started, that rock and roll is one, like, rock is one of your favorite genres. And so with that being said, if you... But prior to listening to this... If you talk to somebody and said rock was your favorite genre, they probably give you a sideways, sideways look, true or false. <laughs> yeah, true, very true. So, I mean, I go, oh, go ahead. I go to school with people that I go to school with lots of people that are into music, but even still, I haven't found um, there. There's still nobody like me. Like, I haven't found like a black person that's really like into like the 1975 or John Mayer Mm -hmm. like I am so it's just sometimes it feels kind of weird being in these spaces um liking this kind of music but um just knowing that part a part of my like history is rock and roll music just makes me like feel better about it so with that being said knowing that 
even prior to or so the initial start of rock and roll was uh it was black music and then how it kind of transformed and shifted out of kind of a popular genre that we like to go to now today it's r&b soul music jazz um hip-hop rap and all that how important is it for representation within music genres not just within like the music industry but specific genres themselves for up and i'm just gonna call you up and coming artists because i know you're writing music too so i'm just gonna give you a little shout out on that yes my little sister's writing music. okay um so okay. but what does that representation mean for up and coming artists like yourself trying to get into those genres that you are actually passionate about but don't necessarily fit into the stereotypical box for you yeah, um, it's it's important for when because as an artist, when you're kind of as like as your up and coming artist, I know myself and other people, we don't really know exactly like what our sound is. I know I had a friend when I first met her, I asked her like, so what would you what would you say your sound is? And she's like, well, I really like listening to this person, but I like writing this, and I'm into this. So it's like we don't really know what our sound is. And whenever you see, like, people, you know, if you saw me, a black female, saying I like to do music, you'd probably say, oh, you're black, you probably rap or you probably do R&B mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, well, no, I like rock music. I want to play rock music and pop music and that kind of thing. It's it's important that people understand that, um, like, you know, you can't put people in boxes with their music because it's so much bigger than that. Mm. Oh, oh my sure. goodness. That is a word to leave off of. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, I am just so glad that you have joined us to kick off Black Music History Month. Um, will we be having you back? Can you come back and educate us next week? Please, pretty please. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Yes. So y'all heard it here. Ashley is going to be back next week with another black music history lesson. Um, You guys should tweet us and let us know what music history you want to learn about next. If there's one you have in mind or she might just surprise us. Um, Definitely feel free to check us out on social media. Follow us on Instagram at Hype Reader Show FM. Follow us on Twitter at Hype Reader Show FM. And go find us on Facebook at Hype Radio Show Thank you so much, Ashley, for joining us. Um, you have been listening to Hype on WOWDLP Tacoma Park. Um, now, we did talk about it earlier in the show, but of course, we really do. Right now, what's going on in our country is very critical. Everybody's starting to pay attention to what is really going on behind the curtain or what is going on within communities that they never set foot in before. And so, with that being said, I urge you guys to let's just take into consideration other people within our community. Listen to the stories they have to tell, the experiences they have lived through, and let's connect with each other on that. Um, I know before, whenever we had this COVID pandemic, we were all about being, we were full of gratitude and loving one another. Let's hold on to that, especially in this critical time of somewhat more divisiveness let us come together and recognize that it is not us versus them but us versus a problem that needs to be addressed so with that being said i want to leave you guys with this song 
This is America about by Childish Gambino. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with it, I feel like we played this on the show actually, and we've talked about it. We, most, we, definitely, we most definitely played and talked about. We did, we did. So you know what? We're bringing it back, y'all, because it is very relevant right now. All right, so. Don't forget, stick around, because right after this, uh, S. Divine is coming on with Education Trading Post, and he is going to keep you guys entertained for the rest of the evening. Um, and don't forget to check us out next week, Wednesday at 10 p.m. here on 94.3 FM. Stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, and you know what? Love one another. And also, obey all guidelines, what's going on. I know some places got curfews, so y'all really stay safe out there. All right. See you guys next and week. And don't forget about the, you know, stay healthy too. Stay healthy. You know, yes. Phase two starting soon. So. Oh yes, you know. most definitely, y'all. So stay safe out there with phase two.